everyone. My name is Maria Thomas, and I work for Allianz Research, the global team of economists, strategists, sector advisors, and foresight experts of the Allianz Group, led by Ludovic Subron. Welcome to Tomorrow, a podcast where we'll be talking about our latest analyses of economic and capital market developments, as well as our views on trends affecting risk management. Let's get started. Rising interest rates and lower growth are taking a toll on companies. In this episode, we find out more about the outlook for business insolvencies in 2023 with Maxime Lemerle, Lead Insolvency Analyst at Allianz Trade. Hello, Maxime. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Maria. So in your report, you write that the rebound in business insolvencies is picking up speed. How did things stand as of 2022? Well, in 2022, we saw a rebound in business insolvencies in three out of four countries that we analyzed. And um, this represents more or less uh, or slightly more than a doubling compared to last year, 2021. And interestingly, this bounce back in insolvencies is not only spreading across countries, uh, it's also getting in intensity with uh, several countries uh, in all regions posting a, a double digit rise. Uh, for instance, we have top uh, rises in, in UK and France. Uh, we also had the uh, double digit rises uh, and important ones in Poland and Hungary, in India, in, in Australia, as well as in Canada when we look at the Americas. Um, on top of that, we have also the rebound, which is I mean, spreading across sectors. If we took the example of uh, Europe, we have uh, uh, in particular a catch up in sectors that uh, most benefited from the um, state support measures uh, that have been implemented during the COVID-19 related lockdowns and more recently also with the energy crisis that followed the outbreak of the war in Ukraine. So in Europe, we saw largest increase in specific sectors such as the food accommodation services, such as the transport and storage sector, and also worth mentioning the trade sector. And to end uh, with one sector, uh, we should also add construction, even if the Increase was less important than for the other sector, but you know, in, in all countries, we, especially in the advanced economies, we have construction sectors, uh, I mean, representing one out of five uh, insolvencies. And maybe last point regarding 2022 is the fact that we have seen more and more evidences of uh, insolvencies of large firms. I mean, all the firms with, I mean, a significant amount in turnover or a significant amount in debt. And uh, it was the case in France, but uh, it has been the case not only uh, not only US in the start of the year 2023. Uh, with uh, we saw here the strongest start of the year since the Great Financial Crisis. And now, can you tell us more about the outlook for 2023? So for this year, 2023, we well, first we already have the confirmation that the upside trend is ongoing. Uh, when we look at the first uh, figures for January, February, and even for some countries for March, we, we, ha- we see that, I mean, the figures keeps on growing, uh, growing in terms of intensity, growing in terms of number of uh, countries where we do have this rebound in insolvencies, meaning that mechanically we have a reducing number of countries with a, a low or a stable number of insolvencies. This is, I mean, the, the case just in China now or, or, or Brazil or, and, and Russia. That's where it's on the upside, definitely. And we expect the insolvencies to increase uh, in whole countries for this full year 2023, with no exception. And uh, still a limited rise in Asian countries such as China and Singapore, uh, but still large rises in, in the US, 
uh, in France and Germany, uh, and uh, not and also in in the UK with again a, a strong increase. Uh, while it was already the case in the last uh, two years, so at a global level, it means that uh, our headline indicator would see a sharp acceleration this year, with a twenty one percent increase annually after plus two percent last year, and, and after for memo uh, minus fourteen and minus. Uh, 10% in the previous uh, two years, respectively. And this would lead um, half of the countries above their pre-pandemic level of insolvencies uh, at the end of this year. And that will be not, and that will be not the case in Europe. What are some of the factors that explain this outlook? We don't have only one factor. We have several factors, I mean, uh, at play at the same time and pushing up insolvencies. We have first the weakness in global demand and trade. Uh, of course, fears of recession have reduced compared to the end uh, uh, of last year or even compared to the start of the year. But in most countries, the outlook in GDP momentum is still well below the minimum required to lead to a downturn uh, in insolvencies. And that's based on historical uh, standards. And we calculated that uh, Europe would need 1.3 percentage points more in real GDP growth to just stabilize uh, its number of insolvencies in 20. 324 uh, in average. And for the US, uh, that would be 1.5 percentage points uh, growth that would be needed, to, again, just to slice the number of insolvencies. The second factor uh, is um, our expectations of prolonged pressures on profitability, with uh, first the input costs to remain uh, elevated, notably uh, in the energy uh, side. Uh, secondly, the recovery in wages that we expect to persist. And third, to the tiger for longer financial condition, uh, given the turmoil in the US and European uh, banking uh, uh, sector. And, and this combination of factors is, is about to test the resilience of the most fragile companies, notably the SMEs, but not only, at the time when the weakening global demand is or will reducing firm's ability to pass on price increases to customers. So, and, and the factor we already saw last year that uh, cash, our cash burning index uh, turned negative uh, in, in many countries uh, in Europe, but also in the US. You mentioned that one of the factors is tighter for longer credit conditions. So what could happen if credit crunches further? So definitely a financial crisis will act as a catalyst for insolvencies. So if we do a replication of the great financial crisis, I mean, based on the differences between the final outcome of uh, of, uh, in terms of insolvencies um, for 28 and 29, and the forecast that we made for the same period prior to the outbreak of this great financial crisis, then uh, we would uh, end with uh, our insolvency forecast uh, to, to, to be boosted by a double-digit points. Uh, if we want to make it more practical, it would mean in a number of firms that we would have more than 20,000 uh, extra insolvencies in the US. Uh, and for the Western Europe, the, the number would be even bigger because this would mean that we would have uh, 100,000 more insolvencies than what we currently forecast for Western Europe for the coming two years. But, but even without a, a, a large uh, financial crisis that the one we, we had uh, in 28 or uh, 29, a uh, credit crunch would lead to additional insolvencies anyhow. In case of just of, of a credit squeeze uh, um, that would lead uh, to stop new loans growth, uh, we would see more than 10,000 uh, extra insolvencies in the US uh, and more than 
of 45,000 uh, extra insolvencies in uh, Western Europe. Thank you very much. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the full report we just spoke about on our website. We'll leave a link in the show notes. If you'd like to discover more of our research, you can also follow the Ludonomics newsletter on LinkedIn. We'll leave a link down below for that too. If you like the podcast, please send it to any of your friends who might like it too and leave us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. In the meantime, stay tuned for the next episode.